Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. First of all, Brad, I'm feeling much better this week. Yeah, you sound much better this week. You lost, so you I, lost your radio voice. Yeah, I may actually have something to say. Yeah, because I know listening to the last episode, people have got to be like, will Brad ever shut up? <laughs> so I apologize to everyone for the last episode, but I was pretty under the weather. So, But we had to record because, you know, yeah. we, we've been missing a, a bit a bit too much lately, and <laughs> uh, we we don't want it to be like that, so... We are we are making an effort where necessary, even if it requires Jeremy coughing into the mic uh, a lot. Yeah, during recording, I'm, I'm putting my body on the line for our listeners. You That's know. right. You you do what has to be done, right? I do. Yeah. But anyway, um, so this week we thought it'd be kind of cool to discuss what a possible Inside Out attraction would be like. Um, Inside Out is uh, Pixar's new movie. It came out in the middle of 2015. And it is about uh, being inside of the head of a 12-year-old girl and seeing how all of her emotions work together. And um, it's it's an interesting movie. Uh, I think it's one of the better Pixar movies. Maybe, maybe in my top five. Uh, it was really good. But the premise of it is very unique. And it, it could make a cool attraction if done correctly, you know? Yeah, so I so what are your so this was the first thing I started thinking about as we as we talked about, you know, what would inside out be as an attraction. Um where does inside out fit in the in the like echelon of Pixar films? Where do you feel like cuz I mean, I agree. I think it goes pretty high up there, but where does it fit to you in in just Pixar films? Hmm. Well, for me, Nothing will ever dethrone Toy Story as number one. Okay, that will that will forever be my favorite. Um, and we've got toy we've got Toy Story rides. We've got Toy Story rides out the wazoo. Well, we've right, two, yeah, two. Man, I think maybe it would go Toy Story, The Incredibles, and then Inside Out, and then Monsters Inc. Hmm. I think would be my my new top four. So then, so then, my question would be: Where is the Incredibles attraction? I don't know. I would love one, but I don't know if that's a uh, if that's a a movie that kind of lends itself to an attraction. That's more of just a straightforward action movie. Well, and see, that's kind of that's that's the question that I'm having because for me personally, I think that I think Up shows up before Inside Out for me. Um, Movie wise or attraction wise? Movie wise, movie, okay. We're talking. We're talking Pixar films. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Up it beats Inside Out for me, and I also kind of feel like Wally is either is right there in the running for me, for me. Um, but you know, the the conclusion that I reached is kind of the same that you did with The Incredibles. Neither one of those films, as I started to think about what would either one of those films look like as an attraction, really lends themselves to being an attraction. Yeah, they're they're uh, an experience, right? They're they're definitely films, uh, and f- and only films, to, in my opinion. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's there's 
sure you can have, you know, meet and greets, which they are doing for up. I, I don't know. I've never seen, has there been a Wally meet and greet? I don't know that Wally would be a cool kind of, uh, autonomous animatronic character. Yes. Yeah. Have Wally running around with the trash can over, you know, at the Tomorrowland hub area or something. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, I think, I think this movie is high enough because the question is, is it high enough up there? For Disney to consider, because like we know, Toy Story is clearly high enough up there for Disney to consider giving it an attraction. Uh, you know, Frozen is up there high enough. You know, not Pixar, but uh, again, looking at animated things that Disney is no doubt giving going to give an attraction to, Frozen's right up there. Is Inside Out even important enough to give an attraction to? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I honestly hope so. It, but it take it seems like it takes a lot more to get a Pixar animated film into the park than it does to get a Disney Animation Studio animated film in the park. Yes, which do, which doesn't make sense to me because it's all Disney. But like Lilo and Stitch, Stitch got a Stitch got an attraction real quick, and it's not very good, but he did. Well, and, but 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 should we consider? I wonder with that particular attraction if we shouldn't also take into account that Disney was looking to get rid of an attraction and they needed to refurb something and somebody said, "Oh, that was an alien attraction. We've got another alien sitting sitting right here." And That's true. I want sometimes I wonder if that's not how Stitch in, I mean, I believe it or not, I actually really enjoyed Lilo and Stitch, not the attraction so much, but the you know, the movie I liked. Oh, I love the movie, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, and you know, but again, I don't I don't know, because I feel like any of those films, again, are more of that straightforward, how do you make this an attraction? Whereas watching Inside Out, I was like, dude, this would make such a good attraction. It would definitely be unique in a way that there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of ways to make a totally unique character-based attraction. You know, a lot of the times, you know, like the the Frozen Ever After in in Norway and Epcot is pretty much just, you know, it's Maelstrom reskinned and with, you know, with the Frozen cast in there, but it's not unique. You know, they didn't they didn't see, you know, the movie Frozen and say, "Man, this this could really use a water ride." No, they said <laughs> We need we need to capitalize on Frozen as quickly as possible. What ride can we? Ah, Maelstrom. Yeah, you're gone. Right. And it was the Frozen it was the, the Stitch problem. They were looking yes. for a, a place to shove Frozen, and Maelstrom fit the fit the bill. Yeah. So then, I guess the next question becomes: as we as we say that we both feel like this would make a good attraction for you, what makes this? How do you make this attraction? Because you've said you feel like it's a unique opportunity for. a character-driven attraction. What's different about this than, say, you know, the mini adventures with Winnie the Pooh or scary adventures or any of those sort of just, I mean, is it a dark ride? What What is this? I would do it like a kind of a cross between a, you know, mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh and Star Tours where you would have, and I, I, I hate to say this because I give Universal Studios so much crap about having nothing but rides where you sit in a car that moves a little and watch a movie but i think inside out 
would would fit that um because of in the movie there are memories and they come in through this like duct work in the wall and they're glowing and i think you could really you could really explore the the kind of mechanics of the space and the mind uh from the movie in in that in that sort of thing and the screen really gives you the it really gives you the freedom to move through spaces you know without actually having to build a mile of track cuz inside out is kind of a lofty movie the the plot of it is big yes. and it's it 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 can get really convoluted really fast and get really hard to understand fast and so i don't think doing a doing a standard kind of you know whatever 5 minute long dark ride the way that winnie the pooh snow white scary adventures peter pan's flight those kind of rides are i don't think that would work necessarily because this movie is so kinetic and and so bright that I think you need something where you can actually move within the within the world because I don't I, I won't no spoilers but I mean to move throughout the long term memory the memory dump uh, going through abstract thought the uh, train of thought all of those things they're so different they're all they're all so different in the movie especially they all have a very very unique aesthetic not one of them looks the same as the other some are very bright uh some are very monochrome and i think doing a simulator type attraction like that would really capture the essence of that movie and the brightness and uh and really make it fun and and really make it a different experience from the movie what i don't want them to do if they were to do a an attraction that was a, a simulator like that, would be to basically just have Joy, mm-hmm. who is the main character, just kind of lead you through the plot of the movie. Well, and that's that was going to be my next question is, is so this should not be a rehash of the movie then, right? Yeah, and I and I agree with that. You know, it's kind of funny you said you know that maybe unique with the simulator type setup because. Watching this movie, the first thing that came to my mind was Cranium Command over in the old Wonders of Life pavilion, which I'm I'm sure is probably either gutted now or is so in such disrepair that it can never be used again. Um, but Cranium Command was essentially inside the mind of a, I, I want to say like 11 or 12-year-old boy in this case, and you had one audio animatronic figure uh, which was the which was the boy or it's the pilot of the boy who happens to also be a boy. I don't know. That's, uh, you know, however, that all works out for for Disney, you know, but and he's interacting with other, you know, aspects of the of the boy, you know, through screens, you know, and it's things like the heart, which are Hans and Franz from Saturday Night Live and, uh, you know, the stomach and all these different aspects of his body uh you know and you know just watching inside out i was like oh so this is kind of cranium command so i know nothing about cranium command is cranium command like uh inner space that martin short movie 
Yeah, well... It kind of sounds like that, kinda? where you're kind of in a ship traveling through a human body. Well, but you're not... Yeah, so that would actually be kind of closer to Body Wars, probably, which was uh, essentially take the Star Tour simulators, and instead of going through space, go through the body. That was Body mm. Wars. Um, oh, okay. But very... It, it had a much more serious bent to it. This is much more animated, fun, you know, the things that are going on. So it really wasn't like that because you weren't in a ship. I mean, essentially, you walked into the theater and sat down in this kid's head, you know. Oh. That was that was the feeling. But I like your idea because the one thing that I felt like, um, number one, looking at old photos of Cranium Commander reminded yeah. me just how outdated cranium command really was um you know apparently my nostalgic memory had you know put on the rose-colored glasses and made me go <laughs> it was an awesome attraction and i look at it and go eh, not not from a story aspect it was or you know i feel like it was a good attraction um again however however many years ago i went it was probably you know probably like 2001 2002 something like that um because i think at that point either it was uh the Wonders of Life Pavilion was either still open or still open sporadically. But anyway, I like your idea of putting the kinetic into it as well and kind of using the the simulator attraction of feeling like you're moving throughout because you are right. That is a very kinetic film and that it does play a huge part. Um, and I think that that I think you re, you know, you've kind of pointed out something good that it can't just be a dark ride because it would feel too small if it was just a dark ride. Yeah. yeah and I. I feel confident in saying that I think that a simulator would be a good idea, but I I cannot think of how I would want the plot of that attraction to go. I can't every every time I think about what the plot of that would be and what they would do and stuff like that, I always just go back to the plot of the film. Yes. And then there's there's and not thus ever, we find out why the Imagineers have it so tough. Right, yeah, because everything's like, yeah, and then you could have, you know, the the you know, the island falling and I'm like, nope, that's just the plot of the movie. And I don't I don't is there a space for an attraction where all you do is go and explore a world? So, kind of a self-driven attraction? Like a are you talking about like a walking attraction sort of thing? Well, no, I mean, a the the same type of simulation attraction, but the whole point of it is just to explore without any conflict, without any, hmm. without any, any, like Star Tours has, you know, the beginning and there's, there's a conflict and then the middle is, is kind of you're escaping that conflict and then the end is, is kind of triumphing over the conflict and, right. and being done, but to not have any sort of conflict and just to have a simulator where you get in it and maybe joy takes you on a tour of the, of her mind and just says, this is, you know, long-term storage. And I feel like there's a place where you could have anger and disgust and fear and sadness all come in and, and it, and make it, you know, a comedic kind of a thing and just make it funny and just have, have things that would be, you know, not necessarily problems, but just the day-to-day -day operations of them happen and make it funny because I don't, I don't think that you could in that world, the way that, the way that it's set up, it's so specific. I don't know that you could have any kind of a conflict without the whole going into 
what happened in the movie and rehashing the movie. Well, but, but what what about if you didn't have? What about if it starts off like a tour, but then you have some smaller, you know, not the movie is a large conflict film. Yeah. But maybe some smaller conflict like memories are getting backed up or, you know, the random mind worker, Bob, who is, you know, screwed something up. And so you so you create a smaller conflict that then requires you to visit the different sections Mm. and at the same time getting more information about each section, you know. Yeah, so, that makes sense. So that's kind of, to me, that kind of reminds me of uh, Journey into Imagination. Yeah, and, and, and Stitch's Great Escape. Stitch's Great Escape has nothing to do with the plot of Lilo and Stitch, per se. Right. But it is a, it is a, whole, new, a whole new thing to do with those characters. Right. So based on, based on that sort of information, my next question is, where does this attraction go? Mm. So, so we can throw out Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Tonight, well, I can't think of a way to, uh, to put it in Animal Kingdom. It would be a shoehorn if they did. Yes, it would be a major shoehorn. So we're left with Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, or Hollywood Studios Adventure, or <laughs> Epcot. See, the, the fantasticness of it makes me think magic kingdom but the possible learny educationness of it makes me think epcot in future world see i don't even think magic kingdom for it because to me it's not classic enough yet to go into magic kingdom mm, because okay. okay so if it so if it went into magic kingdom it i i feel like it has to go in fantasy land right yeah, yeah. Because it's not so. futuristic, so it can't go into Tomorrowland and, you know, Frontier, Adventure. Those are, just don't seem like fits to me. Yeah, it would have to be Fantasyland. I was thinking Tomorrowland, but there's nothing future about it. Right. If there was some fantastical future where we could suddenly travel or, you know, could envision our emotions as actual characters, then maybe. But, and again, not that I wouldn't put it past them to throw something like that in Tomorrowland because, you know, they threw a... Frozen ride in the world showcase, but uh, <laughs> no, Brad, no, calm down. Let's let's just let's just assume that it would have to go in Fantasyland. I just I don't feel like a ride like that is a fit in Fantasyland to me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It it doesn't fit in Fantasyland because there's nothing the the plot of the movie and the and kind of what happens in the movie is very fantastical. But is fantastical a word, by the way? It's 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 a word. We're well. It's a word because we're going to use it like it's a word. And every okay. Here's the thing: if you're a Disney fan, you you get the gist of fantastical. Gotcha. Yeah. So the the plot and what happens in the movie is very fantastical, but it's not fantasy. It's to me. I mean, I've never said, "Oh my gosh, you know what I wish I could do? I could envision the emotions in my head as tiny little." tiny little people and and man that would just be so cool you know uh so yeah i think i think epcot for sure and i think future world because there's really there's nothing uh there's nothing ethnic about it either so right the so, world showcase, so we can't shoehorn so we can't find a way to shoehorn that into the world showcase unless something about the plot like if there was a problem with a 
with a you know they went on vacation oh, to oh, France. Oh oh, and all the she, France memories were getting lost. She likes she really likes hockey, so clearly this is going into Canada <laughs> because right. it's a it's a no no brainer tie in. Um, yeah, so so all her hockey memories are gone, and we have to go get the Toronto Maple Leafs to come and help <laughs> save them. <laughs> wow, you just you just totally solved every problem WDI had with coming up with a plot, and boom, this will be in Canada within the next five years. There you uh, go. So, yeah, I, th- I feel like right now Epcot is the best fit, though I'm questioning, does uh, Hollywood Studios Adventure become the best fit if you create a Pixar Studios type area, because we know that we know Toy Story Midway Mania is sticking around, right? Uh, if there if there's any intelligent people in Imagineering, yes, it I mean, will stick around. I mean, we're talking about building new building new track for it. It's sticking around. Yeah. So I I question maybe it could fit in that area as well. The, but I, I, again, I think you I think you've hit the nail on the head though when you said. You know, because the learny stuff, I feel like it go maybe goes in Epcot. My question becomes then how much learny stuff is in it, and that tells me which park it goes into, I think. Do they move the Monsters in Glass floor to Hollywood Adventure if they make a Pixar place? Because there's nothing futuristic about... Yeah, speaking of shoehorned attractions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm thinking, as you say, a Pixar place, uh, or a, a larger, more expanded Pixar place, it's not just a, you know hallway shoved into the back of hollywood adventure so so Um, let me let me ask you what which which of these is your question should they move the laugh floor or will they move the laugh floor would they i don't think they they should i I think think they they should i think they should i don't think they will no no well uh, okay i think they i think they move the laugh floor if they come up with some attraction that they feel like is going to fit into tomorrowland Right now, though, I feel like the best shot that Tomorrowland had for getting a new attraction was something Star Wars related, and now everything Star Wars related is going to Hollywood Studios Adventure. Yeah. So until you get the Marvel properties unlocked, um, and maybe you could put something Marvel over in Tomorrowland, you know, some Iron Man stuff would be a good fit, I guess. Tomorrowland, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and Marvel fits better in Tomorrowland for me because Star Wars is set a long time ago. Yes, in a galaxy far, far away. Right. Not in the you know in nineteen eighty eight or whenever Tomorrowland is supposed to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be tomorrow. The always Re- tomorrow. Retro futurism. Yeah, I believe is the term that has been coined for that. So yeah, so I definitely think that this is I. Especially after hearing about Hollywood Studios Adventure and, you know, knowing now that there is a plan for major changes there, I feel like Inside Out maybe has a decent chance of getting an attraction over there now. Yeah, I hadn't, I had totally forgotten about the fact that Pixar is due to get a much larger presence in that park. I think that does make more sense there than it does in even Epcot. Yeah, give us that. Don't give us the, I mean... Not that I dislike it, but don't give us the Monsters, Inc. Dark Ride from Disneyland. Is there a Monsters, Inc. Dark Ride in Disneyland? Yeah, it's in California Adventure. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, uh, sorry, not Disneyland. Disney's California Adventure. Is that Yeah, better? that's why I was confused. Yeah, yes, because I, sure. I totally threw through. Because it's, <laughs> because it's on the other side. It's over there where the parking lot used to be. So, yeah, that's totally how you missed it. But, yeah, there is, there is that, um, and that's already built. And then, what, there's... 
what else is there Pixar related that they've already built? France has a Ratatouille attraction. Okay, so so we've got two dark rides. Um, I I feel like of the two, Monsters Inc. has a better chance uh, of coming over. Well, there's Turtle Talk with Crush, but that should not leave the Living Seas, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Because that that fits too well with where it is, um, based on what they've set up the Living Seas to be now. Um. So yeah, I I think Inside Out new attraction, Hollywood Studios Adventure that should happen. We are not saying we have no knowledge that it's going to happen. Uh, but you know, man, it'd be awesome if it did. Yeah, run our run our standard disclaimer under this. You know, when you go ahead when you edit this. Uh, but yes, barring all of that, I think Inside Out would make a really cool attraction. Jeremy and Brad have no insider information about Disney World, and it should not be uh, whatever. There you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think that's it for this week. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. We're missing the mouse, and you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. <laughs>